Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. As talks of a new ceasefire grind on in the Israel-Gaza war, one of our colleagues, the journalist Amal Hellers, is still in Gaza. Her reporting is crucial to us because Israel's banned foreign journalists from entering the Strip. They're only allowed in if they're embedded with the Israeli army, and then Israel gets to check their work before it's published. We weren't allowed to talk to other people, not to doctors, not to patients. Locals, like Amal, can speak more freely, but it's very dangerous. Over 110 journalists have been killed in Gaza since October 7th. Drones were roaming in the sky, watching our movements and following us. They targeted us directly. As always, Israel denies targeting media workers. Despite the dangers... Amal's been talking to us for the past few months. We can't talk to her as we normally would in an interview because Amal doesn't have enough internet or electricity. So instead, she's been talking to one of our producers, Olivia Case, via WhatsApp voice notes. So for today's episode, I'll hand over to my colleagues Olivia and Amal. In late November, walking home from work, I sent my first message to a woman over 2,000 miles away. Hi, Amal, it's Olivia. Thank you so much for talking to us. Hi, Olivia. It's nice to meet you, and it's my honour to be with you. When the war started, we gained a colleague. Amal Helez joined the paper just a week after Hamas attacked Israel. Things escalated fast. And by the time she and I were talking, Israel was bombing northern Gaza. Said that the order by the Israeli military that more than a million Palestinians must leave the northern Gaza Strip within the next 24 hours. As the war intensifies, more than 200 hostages remain captive. Bring them home! Bring them home! Also in the north, Al-Shifa Hospital had come under fire. The World Health Organization has described the Al-Shifa Hospital as a death zone. Israel has promised to provide proof of what they say is Hamas's command center there. Elsewhere, ceasefire talks were on the cards, 
but they weren't going well. Israel will not agree to a cessation of hostilities with Hamas. This is a time for war. And in the south of the Strip, Amal was at home in Khan Yunis, Gaza's second largest city. I'm covering uh, the situation uh, in uh, the south because we cannot go to the north due to the severe situation there. This is her story. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Olivia Case. Today, a diary of war, three months in Gaza. At exactly 11 o'clock at night, my children and I were sleeping and suddenly we woke up to the sound of a very strong explosion and the scattering of glass all over the house. Uh, We were screaming and very frightened. Um, I took my children in my arms to escape. Uh, Some of the missile fragments were also scattered and I imagined that if they hit my children, they would uh, inevitably uh, be fatal. Eighteen people died when that bomb fell on the house next door to Amal. But we'll come back to that. Our first conversation happened on that walk home in late November, months before. And it started in the usual way, as she told me a bit about her life. I'm Amal Hillis, a Palestinian journalist, a mother of two kids, two most beautiful children, Maryam, seven years old, and Waj, four years old. I was born and live in Gaza Strip. About two years ago, the Gaza Strip began uh, to uh, prosper as the number of the restaurant and resort in the Gaza Strip increased and uh, there were uh, several investments that contributed uh, to improving the economy. The streets of Gaza were beautiful and full of life. You couldn't differentiate between Christians and uh, Muslims. They were all brothers and lovers. Uh, there was a beautiful social life. I have friends. We were a group of friends uh, who shared all activities together. Amal tells me about her best friend, Palsam. They're both 29 and they met in middle school. Amal says they were good students, but a bit naughty. They stayed close throughout college and university. Amal studied English and Palsam read architecture. Constant contact with each other. When we graduated from university, I got married and started a family. In the same year, she got married also and started the most beautiful family. She had two children, the first child, Saeed, who is also uh, Mariam's age, seven years old, uh, and the other word, uh, who is uh, six years old. Uh, we used to meet sometimes. We would share our food together, walk in the markets, the streets, laughing. She says their favourite restaurant was this place called Mazaj and they'd buy ice cream and wander through the local market together. They haven't seen each other since the war started. We were not just a friend, we were sisters. In this first conversation, we also had a chat about what her life is like now, a month and a half into the war. Fortunately, I was not displaced from my house, but a large number of people displaced to our house. 
Khan Yunis is a city of around 400,000, but by this point it was housing more than a million more. Our house uh, consists of two floors. On the first floor, my husband's family, and there are more than 70 people. In the second floor, about 15 people from my family are also displaced in my house because their homes are very close to the bombing. Others had their homes destroyed. Imagine this number of people in apartment. We uh, provide them hardly with food. We can hardly provide water. The water is not drinkable, so it causes many diseases. We cannot provide all of them with mattresses, so some of them are sleeping in the blankets or in the carpet. Where's the water coming from? And what about the food? What kind of food are you all eating at the moment? We stand in long line for no less than three hours to get 10 litres of water. As for food, at the beginning of the war, we relied on canned food, but it no longer exists as the stores have become empty of food and even salt is not available. 4 days pass before Amal and I talk again and in that time there's a major development. Turning now to the Middle East where Israel and Hamas have agreed to a temporary ceasefire. The four-day... beginning of the pause will be 7 a.m. Friday the 24th of November and it will it's 11 hours old but it is holding and as a result convoys of aid trucks have already headed into Gaza. So those are the key that the 13 Israeli hostages released today on, on day one of this four-day deal are in good condition. Of course, in exchange, Hamas getting 39 prisoners each of these days. They have been released from Israeli jails and sent to the West Bank. Um, so it's Monday now. Um, it's the penultimate day of the first ceasefire. There might be a second. We've seen a number of hostages exchanged and a bit more aid has been allowed into Gaza. How are things there? Uh, since the beginning of the ceasefire, thousands of displaced people set off to their homes. Many were returning with their belongings loaded on the donkey. The situation is somewhat calm. There is movement of people in the streets. Most of the shops are open. Many displaced people uh, are buying winter clothes because the weather is getting colder. Uh, there are uh, some canned food and vegetables available in the markets. People are more able to charge their phones and batteries in schools or in hospitals, but still we have no electricity in our homes. Uh, as the bombs feel uh, silent, the Israeli army warned the Palestinians in Gaza that the war is not over yet. Uh, we hope to get... Uh our hostages is out. We hope to get this first uh, tranche out. And then we're committed to getting everyone out, but we'll continue with our war aims, namely to uh, eradicate Hamas. And what are you hoping for from the next few days? I hope uh, that there will be a permanent ceasefire to stop the war. I hope to get water easily. I wish we could go to our favorite places, to the restaurants we love with my children, but unfortunately, these restaurants no longer exist due to the Israeli bombing. I hope 
we go back to riding cars instead of cars, donkey cars. I wish we could go out without fear. I miss going to the beauty salon. I miss family gatherings. I miss talking and staying up late. This is a bit of a difficult question. I hope you don't mind me asking. I was wondering, has the war changed your children? Yes, it's a very deep question. And frankly, the war changed my children a lot. They are become familiar with the new terms such as ceasefire, truce, displacement, missiles, shelter, evacuation, tanks, no electricity, no water, no gas, no power. They now know that there is a truce and I hear their wishes for the truce to be extended. Uh, I didn't dream that my children will uh, would experience all this pain. They always ask me about uh, their return to schools. My children are sleeping very little because they are used to staying up late due to the constant sounds of bombing. They always ask me, Mom, is there enough water? Is there bread? I always dream of a better future for my children, but the war destroyed everything. Will you stay in Gaza, do you think, after the war? I will remain in Gaza. My family and my loved ones are here. How can I leave them? May I ask, are there any situations that lift you up, that bring you any sort of joy in, in the midst of all of this? I become an aunt again. A beautiful baby girl actually came to us and added a new member to our family. She was born during the war, on the fifth day of the war in Gaza. On the, day this little... the baby's mum is Amal's sister-in-law, so this is her brother's wife. Amal says that because of the stress of the war, she went into labour a month early, on a night when there was heavy bombing. The family decided to risk it and tried to get to a hospital, which they did manage, but there weren't enough doctors there to help everyone. When she was born, the hospital situation was very disastrous. There were miscarriages and... Um, the situation is very difficult. Imagine a little girl opening her eyes to life in war. How we wished that this child would not go through all of this. So she was born a month prematurely. She's now about a month old. What's her name? Because she was born uh, during the war, uh, we called uh, her Salam, which means peace. Coming up, Amal and her family are forced from their home. But will they be any safer in their new location? Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We're in late November, and Amal's much-wished-for ceasefire gets extended by two days. But in early December, further talks fall apart, and the fighting begins afresh. We begin this morning with breaking news out of the Middle East. Israeli forces hitting targets overnight in southern Gaza. Increasingly, it's moving towards where she is in Khan Yunis, in that packed home with the 85 other people. Khan Yunis is a bottleneck of despair now packed with hundreds of thousands of Gazans who fled the north since the start of the war last month. The U.S. is voicing more and more concern publicly about Israel's military operations in southern Gaza. Israeli officials insisting they're using leaflets, warning residents to leave areas before their heads and confirming negotiations with Hamas. Hello, I'm just checking in to see how you're doing. Um, the ceasefire ended four days ago and it looks like the bombing is spreading right to southern Gaza um, and potentially Israeli troops are on the ground where you are as well. Just checking in to see if you're all right and kind of what's going on where you are. Since the end of the humanitarian throws, the bombing has continued. Uh, leaflets have been dropped on areas in Khaims. We feel very afraid. My children are afraid. Uh, things are getting difficult. I prepared my bags and uh, some important uh, items. Uh, we will evacuate from Khan Yunus to Rafah. What a difficult feeling it is to leave your home and your memories and not uh, know whether there is a return or not. Oh, Amal, so you're evacuating your home. It's the 4th of December. You've sent me a picture of some of those leaflets that were dropped on your house. Uh, in Arabic, it basically says, urgent warning, you must evacuate immediately. The city of Khan Yunis is a dangerous combat zone. Uh, and then some other words. Um, you've also sent me a photograph of the eight small bags that you're taking with you. I just, well, what on earth are you taking? How on earth do you fit your entire life into eight bags? Um, I took uh, with me my certificates, my children's birth certificates, and some photos of me and my family. I took uh, with me some uh, healthy foods, uh, some jackets for my uh, children because the weather is getting colder. I took also a mattresses and blankets. You've got two young children, so you've got Maryam, who's seven, and Waj, who's four. How are you explaining all of this to them? 
frankly, I was realistic with them so that they uh, would be aware of uh, what is happening. I told them that uh, we were going to Rafah to a safe area because the bombing and explosions are continuing. They told me, yes, we want to go to anywhere without hearing the sound of this bombing. Mariam was whispering to me, Mama, do they want to bomb our home? She wouldn't want, she wouldn't. Amal said Mariam was whispering because she didn't want her little brother to hear her and then get upset and cry. Amal let them pack their own bags at first. Waj tried to take everything he owned. Mariam chose just her most treasured toys and clothes. We said goodbye to our home. I took a picture of it before I left. My tears don't, didn't stop till now for a moment. And the tears of my children I will never forget for the rest of my life. There are questions that I couldn't find an answer to it. Mama, will our house be bombed? And another question, which is the most hardest a question. When will we return to our house? Where are you going and how are you going to get there? Because I know you said there was no petrol and everyone was using donkey carts instead of um, cars. We finally found a car that uh, would take us to Rafa. We arrived a little while ago here. The road was full of donkey carts and people displaced to Rafa. So just to give you a sense of place, Amal and her family have gone a 20-minute drive southwest. So they were in Khan Yunis, which is bang in the middle of the south of the Gaza Strip. And now they're in Rafa, which is that city that's right near the border with Egypt. She's travelling with some of those 85 people who were living in her home. So there's her kids, her husband, her mother-in-law, as well as some of her husband's side of the family. Two of his sisters and their families. The place is very small and the basic necessities don't exist. The situation is really harmful. We are evacuated. We are displaced. We are homeless. They were lucky to find a home in the end, but they're sharing with 17 others. Most people are staying in tents. For the rest of that Monday, my messages sit undelivered on WhatsApp with one little grey tick. But then the next morning, they get through, and Amal replies. Uh, good morning, Olivia. Sorry for not calling uh, you yesterday. We have an internet and uh, mobile blackout. Uh, we feel so afraid. Uh, we feel that we are isolated. Uh, we are scared. And uh, our feelings cannot express by words. They left just in time. Scenes verging on the apocalyptic. Men wading through the aftermath of an Israeli airstrike about nine kilometers north of Han Yunus. Looking for the injured, more often than not, finding the dead. The fight is now also on the ground. Israeli tanks heading for the city. At this point, Amal and her husband decide to live separately. That might seem like an odd decision, but he's a journalist too, and they are both so committed to telling people about what's happening in Gaza, and this decision is all about that. So he goes to live in a tent near a big hospital in Rafa with other reporters. There's a bit more electricity and internet there, and he can get places more easily, 
so it's better for him for work. But it does mean that it's much harder for him to see his family and to help if something happens. A couple of weeks pass, taking us to mid-December. Amal writes a piece for The Times about reports that Gazans are hunting and eating stray cats and dogs to survive. Footage emerges of men and women chasing after one of the few aid trucks. On the 19th of December, I see Amal online and WhatsApp her to find out how they are. Uh, hi, Olivia. Um, yes, it has been uh, two weeks uh, since I was evacuated from my house in Khan Yunus. Uh, we are alive, but we are not well. I hope that negotiations will end in a permanent ceasefire so that we can return to our normal life and our homes. Do you know what's happened to your home? The last time I heard the news about my house, 13 days ago, it had some partial uh, damage, according to the testimony of uh, some neighbours. But I don't know now what is uh, what its condition is. And um, how are your kids? How are Maryam and Waj? My children, since our escape to Rafah, has been sick with the diseases such as the flu, and the other um, diseases as a result of pollution and crowding here in this small place. Amal's seven-year-old daughter is the sicker of the two. The pollution's giving her breathing problems. There's lots of smoke in Rafa because people are lighting fires to cook food and keep warm. We stay in touch over Christmas as Rafa becomes even more squeezed. The UN estimates half of Gaza is now living there. And increasingly, the bombing follows Amal south. In the southern city of Rafah, an Israeli airstrike destroyed a house and damaged several others in a refugee camp. Even in Rafah today, this was the aftermath of what residents said was an Israeli airstrike. As Christmas ends and New Year comes and goes, Miriam becomes increasingly unwell. Hi, Olivia. Hope you are doing well. Uh, yes, it's the uh, 3rd of January. Uh, we came to Rafah, considering that it is a safe place. Uh, for days, the bombing has uh, been continuing uh, in Rafah. Uh, last night was a difficult night. My child, Mariam, was very sick and um, needed the, us to take her to the hospital. But unfortunately, we couldn't go there due to the intensification of the bombing. Uh, going out uh, was a risk. What was wrong with her and how is she now? She has been suffering from breathing problems, uh, but last night uh, she became severe and her temperature rose to the point that I was crying and couldn't uh, do anything for her. Fortunately, there was someone who had a vaporizer that improved the hair somewhat. Amal had managed to borrow someone's vaporizer, or an inhaler as we might know it. She's fine now, but uh, she needs rest and uh, clean air. Amal, earlier on, you told us about one of your best friends, uh, Palsam, the architect, um, who had two kids. You were at school together. You said you were both naughty and clever. Um, have you heard from her? Where, where is she now? 
I had seen news on the internet that a house had been bombed in Dar al-Balah, in the Al-Balad region. I texted her directly as if I felt like something bad happened. I sent her many messages on Messenger, on WhatsApp, but I had no response. In the end, I called her sister and I was shocked at that news. Balsam and her children were gone. I lost my friend, my lifelong friend, and her two kids, uh, Ward and Saeed, as a result of the Israeli pumping of their house. Therefore, I feel afraid all the time, afraid that I will lose another of my loved ones and friends. Balsam was 30 years old and had many dreams. She loved Live, We agreed to meet on the 8th of October, but the war came and I was not able to meet her. I was not even able to bid her a farewell and see her for the last time. Her remains were placed in a white bag with the words, these are the remains of Balsam Dahala. Has her death changed your mind on whether you'll leave Gaza? Um, Because nearly two months ago, you said you'd stay, but an awful lot has changed since then. Before the war, we had everything, the finest food, the best clothes. We owned the houses with the beautiful views. We had everything. Everything was taken away from us. So if I have the chance to go out Gaza, I will do it. What needs to happen for you to get out? Because I know that a handful of people were allowed out in November. Escape from Gaza for a chosen few. Around 80 injured people and a few hundred foreign passport holders got through the Rafa crossing today. But others have shown up and been turned away, and now it seems like um, the border's closed again. Thanks for our friend at Times and the Sunday Times for helping me because they have been trying for some time to have me, to have my name uh, on the list. But we are waiting uh, for that. I hugely appreciate their efforts. So this list, am I right in saying that this is the British government's list? And, you know, how would it work? Is that then given to the Israelis or the Egyptians? Um, the arrangement uh, will be Israeli and Egyptian. And if we leave Gaza, I hope we will reach uh, Britain. But first we need to go to Cairo to obtain Palestinian passports. Then we need uh, a visa uh, to Britain. A week later, on the 10th of January, Amal's need to escape Gaza becomes even more pressing. At exactly 11 o'clock at night, my children and I were sleeping and suddenly we woke up to the sound of a very strong explosion and the scattering of stones and glass all over the house. We thought the building had been pumped. Uh, We were screaming and very frightened. I took my children in my arms to escape uh, with them outside the building. 
and the ambulances were here, approximately 18 murders from different families, most of them children and women. Some of the Michel uh, fragments were also scattered, a piece of uh, a rocket, uh, and I imagine that if they hit any of my children, they would inevitably uh, be fatal. They told me... That the bomb hit the house next door, killing 18 people. Amal sends over a video of one of its fragments. It's a scuffed-up silver shard, about six inches wide and half my height. She says that all of this is happening not just in a busy civilian area of Rafa, so there's a market there during the daytime, but also in a neighbourhood called Tal al-Sultan. And this is a place that Israel designated as a safe zone. Gazans were explicitly told to come here. Unsurprisingly, Amal and her family struggle to get back to sleep that night. We stayed awake until the morning, uh, afraid to close our eyes. It is a truly scary night. Uh, I hope this nightmare will end. I hope I can protect my children. Uh, I don't know how many times we will escape certain death. Israel says it's targeting Hamas and doing everything it can to minimise civilian casualties. Amal, I was wondering, would it be fair of us to ask your children what they want? I don't know if maybe you could ask them and we could record it and you could translate for us if you feel that's appropriate. Uh, she told me that she wants to go to her favorite places, uh, Floria restaurant, Kids Land. Um, she wants to get back to her school, uh, to see her teacher, to see her friends. And she wants to go to the supermarket and buy the chocolate she loved that she used to buy. Since we last spoke, Amal and her children have moved again. Their neighbours were evacuating because they'd heard rumours that nearby houses were going to be bombed a second time. So Amal decided to move too. She wanted to be in the west or the centre of Rafa, in one of those Israeli-designated safe zones, but there wasn't any space. So she's found a place in the east for now. She's not in a safe zone. She's still with her sister and her kids, and her husband is still in that journalist's tent at the hospital. The other members of her family that she travelled down to Rafa with are scattered around the city. It was also her 30th birthday when we spoke, but she'd actually forgotten until Facebook reminded her. I asked if she had a birthday wish. Don't stop talking about Palestine, to stop talking about what is happening to us in Gaza. This is my only wish. As things stand, this war has killed about 1% of Gaza's population. About one in every 40 people in the country is wounded. Half of its buildings are damaged or destroyed. There are no fully functioning hospitals. Israel says it's only targeting Hamas fighters 
and terrorist infrastructure. Amal and I are still in touch. She's still waiting to get on that evacuation list. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times. With me, Olivia Case, and my colleague, Amal Helez, a journalist with The Times and The Sunday Times. Amal continues to write about what's going on in Gaza, and you can read all of it at thetimes.co.uk or in print. And we'll keep you posted on how she and her family are doing. Today's producer was also me. The executive producer is Kate Ford and sound design was by Mao Lossetto. If you have something that you think we should be talking about, please do email us. We love getting them and I promise we read them. It's storiesofourtimes at thetimes.co.uk. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.